0: This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time, it's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hi, Halpsters. I am so excited about this podcast Mostly because this is probably the very last podcast that I will edit myself. Oh my gosh, episode 76, this is such a milestone for me. And I'm sure many of you guys as listeners can relate. In our business, there comes a point where we have mastered or gotten to a place where it's time to focus on the next level of our business. And that requires delegating some of the things that we've been doing ourselves that really aren't in our core genius. And for me, that is this podcast. (laughs) I love creating the content for you guys and I love podcasting. Like this actual moment right now where I'm just sitting in my office I'm trying to be more present as I'm podcasting. I th- I was talking about that the other day about how sometimes I get into performance mode and I forget to actually feel what I'm saying. So I'm like looking around in my office and I'm I'm thinking about this moment in my business where I have done 76 episodes completely by myself. Start to finish building an episode takes so much time and effort and energy and different, uh, functionalities that it requires me to, uh, to tap into in terms of my skill sets. And I didn't really have any of those skills when I first started. I decided that I was going to teach myself and learn the skill, which I really think is the way that I want all of my clients to build their own businesses. I think sometimes people want to skip steps and we want to go and we're like, okay, I want to start a podcast. So who do I need to hire? Get a podcast producer, get an assistant, get all these things. And I'm like, no, just because you don't know how to do something doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it first yourself. When you have that skill set, you then... Can understand what is going wrong when something does go wrong once you once you've handled handed it off to someone else. Now, um, for this case, the reason I'm saying this is because I hired officially a podcast producer and a team podcast manager. So I have hired Christine and Danny, and they're going to be taking all of this admin work off of my plate. I'm so grateful for to my past self for struggling through learning all of the things that it took me to be able to get this podcast out to you guys. It was a labor of love. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very hard, Um, but I did it because I think that what we're talking about on this podcast is completely unique. I really think that so many of these episodes are things that I have thought about and have been inspired by other mentors of mine or experiences I've had with my clients, but it hasn't quite been said in this exact way. And I, I just knew it needed to get to you. So I was willing to do all those things, but now I don't have to anymore because I've hired my amazing podcast uh, production team. So they're going to be doing those things so that we can focus on making this podcast better for you and more interactive so that even if you're not a client or you're not a hapter yet, which first of all, what are you even doing? But second of all, um, you can still engage with me. I was saying to them when they were saying, What do you love about the podcast? What do you um maybe want to change? What do you not love? And I was saying how still I feel like podcasting in general the bummer is is that I put this out there and I don't really know who you guys are that are listening and I want to know. Like what I love about Instagram is I can kind of see. I can see who's watching a lot of the time. I can see who's watching my stories and if I want to, I can go and I can engage with you. I can say, "Wow, you have been watching a lot. Like what's going on? Do you have a business? Tell me about it." And so I don't have that with you guys. So I want to get more of that. I want to find ways for you guys to Um, talk back to me, right? It's not really fair. You guys know me so well, and I don't know so many of you. So this is your only call to action in this episode. It is not to sign up, not to become a client. It is just to go to the show notes and fill out the survey. We talked about so many things um, as we're figuring out the plan for the next uh, 12 weeks, but also for the next, uh, really for the next like Future of the What's Happening podcast. And one of those things might be actually to change the name of the podcast. Uh, I know. It's the name of my business and it is so amazing. And I do love the name of my business, but also it's just not friendly for search engine optimization. I can't even tell my Alexa. Oh, shoot I said her name now she's gonna be listening I can't even tell her to put on my podcast I can do that from any other podcast when I'm in the bathroom but I say happening and she doesn't register that as a word she registers that happening and someone else's podcast comes on so I hate that and so anyway I want feedback what makes sense to you what resonates with you guys and I want to know a couple of other things for you so it's a super short survey just go and click in the show notes right now unless you're driving in which case pull over first and then do it uh no I'm just kidding but I I'm gonna remind you at the very end as well but I I need to hear from you guys I need to know who it is that you're listening and I, I want to make this more valuable for you so amazing. So go and fill that survey. Now let's get to it. The hapster of the week. Today's hapster of the week is Jade. Jade has been on the podcast, so you may know and love her. She was on the episode where we talked about, um, mindset and metabolism and, Three things. What else did we talk about? (laughs) But she is a life and weight coach. And she is really just expanding who she serves and what she does. Both expanding and constraining. And it's been so fun watching Jade she's making breakthroughs on exposing her outdated thoughts about her business. When we start our business, I think we all have this certain set of rules that we create for ourselves of like, okay, in order to have success, I need to post in this way. And I need to show up in that way. And I'm not good at this, or I can't possibly just do this. And it's all made up. And so sometimes those rules help us to create routine and to show up in action just to get started. But then we forget, hey, we need to kind of always be assessing and questioning what we're doing, what we're thinking and seeing if it's still serving us or if it's kind of keeping our business at a plateau or a brain at a plateau. And so it's been so fun to watch Jade, especially this week, have all of these aha moments of like, oh yeah, I could just do video in this way and then I might actually enjoy it. And she's finding her groove and finding other ways to um, to really take her strengths in what she's good at and bringing it to her audience. So shout out to you Jade. It's been so fun to watch your brain expand what's possible and even within your own old beliefs to to expose those so that you can create a bigger future for yourself and a bigger life. So shout out to you, Jade. If you want to follow Jade, you can follow her at The Resilience Coach. Um, She also has a personal account, which I haven't gotten permission to share here, but she is an incredible balancing artist. So I'm sure you can reach out to her on The Resilience Coach and add for that. So just to uh, clarify, that's The Underscore Resilience Coach uh, to to follow Jade as the Pro Metabolic Life Coach. Fabulous. Okay, so let's dive in, you guys. I've got a good episode for you today. This episode was inspired by a coaching session, actually, that I had with my client. We were equating her success in her business to her weight loss journey, which we make. I make this analogy all the time to fitness. I think it's just a micro example of of like a zoomed in. 30 minute example of all of the emotions that we go through in our whole building our business journey and in our whole life. And we do it in one set of a workout. We go through all of it there. So she was saying how she still has these pesky thoughts that she's choosing to believe about working out and eating healthy that sabotage her. And she said, I was like, what do you think they are? What's the thought? She said, I think I just get bored. And then I stop. And I asked, what's wrong with feeling bored? And she said, well, when I'm feeling bored, I don't show up. And I said, what if feeling bored wasn't actually the problem? What if it was your solution? What if instead of stopping working out to avoid feeling bored when you get to that point where you've been doing a monotonous, the same workout, the same routine for, you know, 60 days and then you feel bored and you stop, to stop feeling bored instead you were willing to feel bored what then she's like well then I just keep working out this was so mind-blowing that we both just sat in silence and then left since the call my brain has been thinking more about all of the emotions the negative emotions specifically that if we got good at feeling we'd have we'd end up having our dream life or business so Uh, There are lots of them, lots of negative emotions that have really big upsides, but here are the core five that I came up with that I wanted to talk to you about today that I think have helped me reach really big things and that I'm continuously getting better and better at feeling. So number one is bored. So like we said, with with uh, my client, oh, I almost just said her name, but I didn't get her permission yet to share her particular story. But with her situation, she um, was noticing that if she just felt bored, she would have the result. She would be able to show up consistently in her action. And what she thought was the problem was that she was feeling bored. She was like, well, I just need to change The feeling so that I don't feel bored. And I'm like, why? Sometimes you're just going to feel bored. And then I was thinking for me about all of the things that are boring to me in my business that I've been willing to feel bored to do. Like learning how to budget, like learning how to edit my podcast, like editing my podcast every freaking time for 76 episodes is so boring for me, right? Right but I'm willing. I'm just willing to feel bored and do it anyway. Like scheduling or planning my agenda for staff meetings. This is something that is so boring to me. I'm like, can I just do the staff meeting? Like I know kind of in my head, but the truth is, is that planning the agenda every time we are more timely. I don't forget anything. I, I am able to create the level of authority that I want in the meeting because I'm not stumbling over like, what did did, did I tell you guys already? And what's next? But my brain is like, oh, it's so boring though, planning my agenda. I'd so much rather, and there are other things in my business I'd rather do, create an Instagram post or even budgeting for me is so fun now. (laughs) But in the beginning when I was learning, it was boring. So when we're willing to make room for boredom, we make room for our own ideas and creativity to emerge as well, I have a whole episode on this called "Bored." You can go back in the episodes and find that, and I talk about like the upside of being bored and making room for it. Um, I know that especially for kids these days, we they feel entitled to never being bored, and we. we've created this for them. We're like, oh my gosh, like I don't want them to feel bored, so I need to give them the iPad or I need to, they're complaining that they're bored and I'm like, so what? But I even catch myself in this as well. Like I feel bad for my son when he's bored. What a crazy concept to reframe that and say, what if being bored, what if him getting good at being bored as a kid was his superpower as an adult? So fun. Okay, so number two, emotion number two that you need to get great at feeling or better at feeling in order to level up your business is shame. I thought until recently that I just didn't really experience shame as much as other people did. But what I realized is that I'm actually just really good at it. I can tell immediately when I'm having a thought error that's creating shame. Almost always it's a thought that has the word should in it or shouldn't. And my solution is to expose it, to get vulnerable, to share about it. Sometimes I just immediately go on and I talk about it on social media. To lean in instead of hiding from it. To ask questions. To seek help. So I, I wrote this post um, yesterday, I think it was, uh, about this, right? And I said, so you're feeling shame about your business. So what? You had a failed product launch, you still haven't figured out reels, not earning six figures yet. So what? Your failures are not the cause of your shame. Failure is just a step forward towards your goal. Nothing has gone wrong yet. But the biggest mistake I see my clients make aren't any of the failures that I listed above. It's when when they use a failure to escape their pursuit or as an excuse to run from their emotions. Hear this and let it rock you. If you're not successful yet, it's simply because you're not yet good at feeling shame. The better you get at going towards it, the less it shows up. Instead, talk about the failure. Learn from it. Neutralize it. Take more calculated action. Now your competition really better watch out because shame can't survive once it's exposed. And a woman who's willing to feel whatever the fuck it takes is bound to make a lot of damn money and change the world in a process. And then I said, those are the types of women I work with. You coming? Super sassy ending. But yes, the point is the same, which is that in shame, we think that we shouldn't even be feeling shame. So meta, right? Because when we say should or shouldn't, it just creates more shame. So we hide from it. But what if you were like, shame isn't the problem. Like, it's okay. What if I just was like, cool. I'm willing. I'm willing to feel shame. I'm, I'm willing to feel like I didn't do what I wanted to do and then look at it and look at my thoughts around it and to then go towards it and say, you know what? I'm going to feel shame. I'm going to love myself and I'm going to continue to look at the things and to hear the things and to put myself in the situations that trigger That emotion, because the truth is, is that the circumstance is never what's creating the emotion. It's always our thoughts. And until we put ourselves in those situations, we're probably not going to be aware of the thoughts that we have that we need to work on. Okay. So the better you get at feeling shame, looks like the better you get at exposing the thoughts that are keeping you stuck, that are creating the results that you don't want. Okay. Your current situation that you've you've created is a product of the thoughts that you've been thinking up until this point so if you want to change those results or if you want to feel better even if you don't want to feel shame right the best way to feel less shame is to be willing to feel more of it i know It doesn't sound like the solution you wanted me to tell you. But I promise you, the only way to get through this pain, it's like if if you're in the valley, you don't set up camp there. No, you go through it. You move forward. You go towards it and then eventually you're through it. Love it. Okay, so the third emotion you need to get better at feeling is sucky. <laughs> I don't know that this is actually a word in the dictionary, but you know what I mean. What if you're willing to suck? I think about this, the, the example I always think of when I think of this is uh, being fluent in Spanish for me. For me, I sucked at Spanish so hard before I was okay. And then I was like less sucky and then less sucky and then I was fine and then I could pass and I was pretty good and then I was better than anyone that I knew. And then I suddenly had people that were fluent like thinking that I was from Spain. Now you know I still have practice and there's still plenty of times that I totally mess up and you know I lose it all the time but I am willing to suck and I'm willing to continue to suck to get better continuously. What about being a mom I was a mom before any of my friends were a mom and I really think like a lot of my friends like to look to other people to be like okay cool what's the best way am I ready do I know all the things watching other people do it and then being like okay now I think I'm prepared I'll just I'll make sure that I don't make that mistake and make that mistake and I'm like what if you were just willing to suck What if you really were willing to feel all of the feelings and do all of the mistakes yourself and feel it? Like it allowed me to be a young mom. And I'm so grateful for that experience. Singing, the same thing. Any type of art, it's like putting your heart and soul out there. And I think even when you are quote unquote really good, acceptably like good, you're still have to be willing when you perform or when you put yourself out there to be criticized and to suck in that moment to mess up. And I'm so grateful that I can call myself a singer. It's because, and only because I'm willing to suck and for your business, right? Like Instagram lives, you're going to suck before you're good at selling. It's a skill, and it, like any skill you have to be willing to suck before you can be willing to be great webinars all the things whatever it is in your business you, that is a skill you have to be willing to be bad before you can be good so if, are you willing to suck what would you try that you had it that you haven't yet tried if you were willing to feel sucky at it how much quicker would you grow my coach, Stacey, talks about high-value cycles and the actions that we take when we're thinking the right thoughts and feeling the right feelings. And so I created one for the Hapsters, and it is the FFLL cycle, which is fail, feel, l- learn, and then love yourself in this process. And so when you're willing to feel sucky, what happens is that you cycle through these high-value cycles So much quicker at such a faster rate. And that is the way that I know and I can see who is going to have the fastest results in my clients is like who is going through these cycles quickly. Okay. So just ask that for yourself. Do a little quick, like, how often am I failing? And then really feeling what I'm processing through the feeling of failing and then learning from that failure, doing an evaluation. And then loving myself afterwards, and then doing it all over again. Boom. Okay, so the fourth feeling that you got to get better at is uncomfortable. Now, this one probably seems obvious. I think this is the one that's talked about the most, but it can't be overlooked because even though I know this, and if I know it, like you would think that I would just practice it. Well, most of personal development and a lot of coaching really is not things that you don't know it's not that it's not common sense it is it's just not common practice and it's usually because of this emotion so even though i know that i need to feel uncomfortable in order to get results it doesn't change the feeling inside my body it doesn't make knowing discomfort is on purpose and it's great for me. It doesn't change it into feeling comfortable. I can prepare myself for it and I can have thoughts that do make it a little bit less like I say usually in working out it's kind of like when you're working out and you get so used to the feeling of soreness it doesn't make soreness feel good but it makes your thoughts about the soreness positive. So, I can feel sore and I could be like, oh, that hurts so good because my brain is, oh, this pain is equaling future strength. Right. And so, it's the same thing with discomfort. I can have positive thoughts about wanting to do it, it doesn't change the feeling. So, it doesn't mean that I, I don't always have the cleanest thoughts. Then, yeah, sometimes. I do indulge in going towards the comfort instead of the discomfort, even though I know discomfort is what's going to create my long-term well-being and results um, because I am, you know, in my brain that cares about the immediate instant gratification. So with discomfort, when you're willing to feel that, you tell the truth quicker, not just to other people, but also to ourselves. Like I say in in coaching all the time, people will give me these excuses and I and they give it in this like very general way. They're like, I'm just taking some space for me, or I'm just um, you know, I'm just struggling with that. And I'm like, tell yourself the truth. You're not struggling with that. You're feeling discomfort, and you're choosing to avoid feeling discomfort by escaping this process right now. And like that feels worse. Or if they're telling me like, oh, I don't have enough time. And I'm like, no, 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 you have plenty of time. You're just not making this a priority. How does that feel when you tell yourself the truth? So if you're willing to feel discomfort, you can tell yourself the truth and then just let the truth of where you're at be uncomfortable. And that is when you start to have room for growth because that's the place where your brain is so uncomfortable that it's like you either change or you quit. And if you just decide that as a principle, you are going to never quit, then the more you put yourself in discomfort, the more likely it is that you will succeed. And by the more likely, I mean, eventually you just will it becomes inevitable okay so you tell yourself the truth quicker and then also you tell yourself other people the truth quicker i was just coaching one of my clients on her staff and we had set a policy she created the policy um, of a way that she wanted her staff to show up and i said hey listen a policy means there's got to be a consequence otherwise like they don't really believe you that it's a policy (laughs) And she's like, okay. And then the next week I was like, oh, how's that going? And she's like, yeah, most of them are doing it. This person's not, still not doing it. And I'm like, okay. And did you tell them that that's unacceptable? Did you remind them of the consequence or did you carry out the consequence? And she was like, well, no, but I will next time. And I said, listen, why didn't you? And the truth was just because it was uncomfortable. And I said, if you weren't worried about feeling discomfort in your own body or that The other person was going to feel discomfort. If you weren't making that a problem, the whole emotion of discomfort, you were like, yeah, it's a totally normal human emotion to experience. If you were willing to experience it, you would just tell the truth and you would create, you'd hold people accountable, your staff, you could do it with your clients and you would be, you would create a business that is in integrity, which I love. And you'll stop people-pleasing. It'll be amazing because you will actually create a business and policy and a life that you don't resent <laughs> because you've told the truth and you were willing to get uncomfortable. Okay, and the fifth emotion is disappointed. Aren't you guys just psyched to feel all these feelings? I'm sure this is like the most backwards way to get excited about emotions. But yeah, these five emotions, they create massive, massive results in your life. So disappointed, it allows you to set higher goals when you're willing to feel disappointed. A lot of people will tell me, oh, well, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to set that goal or I haven't set that goal yet, or I haven't even told you about it because I know you're going to make me set the goal because it, it, I'm worried that if I don't hit it, I don't want to be so disappointed. It's going to hurt so much worse if I actually go all in for it. And I'm like, maybe, maybe it will. But the truth is, is that when you are not willing to feel disappointed, you're also not able to feel the opposite emotion of disappointed, the positive version of it, which is desire. When you're willing to be disappointed, you also open yourself to the experience of feeling desire desire to make a million dollars for what that feels like to just desire it or the desire to be a top earner in your industry or to, the desire in your life to to fall in love to say that out loud i i want a relationship i want to feel, fall in love that opens some people that they just say like oh i don't know i don't i don't really desire to be in a relationship i don't want to what i hear when someone says that is you don't want to be disappointed if it doesn't work out Or you don't want to do the work and experience the negative emotion that requires for you to feel that positive emotion of love. And the same thing with having a baby, right? Opening your, I I was just talking to someone else about this, but the idea of saying even to yourself that you want to have a baby opens you up to the possibility that you may be disappointed If it doesn't happen, but you get to enjoy the experience and the bonding experience with your partner of desiring it and loving this potential future. You get to enjoy that now. And so I want to open you up to within your business this idea that you are preventing yourself from even imagining your biggest life and setting your biggest goals in terms of revenue, in terms of. Uh, you know, what you can do. I know before I ever let myself think that it was possible to be accepted to the 200K mastermind, which I just got back from, and also to be able to afford certification, which at the time was 18K and now it's 25K, which I don't really have much thoughts about it, but I think about it right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I saved myself $7,000 because I was willing to be disappointed by just saying, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to publicly talk about the fact that I'm going to apply and for the life coach school certification in August before I even had any dollars saved for it. And I just went out, set that high goal, talked about it. And that willingness to be disappointed also opens you up to believing and striving for big audacious things in your future with zero evidence in your past. Oh, that was such a game changer for me when I understood that, hey, oh yeah, you don't have to have any di- any evidence. When I allowed my brain to freak out and say, whoa, listen, you're going to be disappointed. This is like super big for you to even dream right now. And I'm like, so what? Game on. So I'm disappointed. Worst case, I feel that feeling then. What's the alternative? Deciding that I can't even do it and being disappointed in advance now like what kind of life is that so if you are with me if you want a big life that is who this podcast is for people who want a big life they want a big business they want to blow their minds with what's possible I want you to think about these five emotions don't tell me you want a big life and tell me that being uncomfortable is hard for you or that you don't want to feel disappointed or that you know you want to avoid things that make you feel shame or that it's just too boring to do the admin stuff for your job or like oh but what if I suck who cares so what that's what I have to say that I say get good at it get comfortable being uncomfortable start craving boredom (laughs) start getting to know what creates your shame and by that I mean what thoughts are creating it and be willing to suck (laughs) and at the end of the day when you open yourself up and lean into these five emotions and get really good at them you are going to be amazed with what happens Because when we're willing to feel whatever the fuck it takes to create the results that we want in our business and life, we become unfuckwithable, okay? That is all I have for you guys this week. But just as a reminder, as I said I would, please, if you are a lover of this podcast, go to the show notes today. Here's your chance to like communicate with me and tell me and be a part of the next evolution of this podcast, including maybe picking the new name to the podcast go to the show notes and fill out this super quick survey um you know share this podcast with a friend spread the word and I cannot wait to pass along this editing to my new podcast producer (laughs) have an amazing weekend you guys